Hey everyone, welcome to Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences video podcast. I am Heather Hoops Matthews, joined today by Matthew Roberts, Maynard Nexon healthcare attorney. Matthew, good to be with you. Good to see you. And we're also joined today by Eric Whaley. Eric is the president of the Bon Secours St. Francis Foundation, which is a charitable organization supporting the healing mission of the Bon Secours St. Francis Health System. Eric, thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to be with y'all today. Thanks so much for having me. Can you start us off by talking about how you got into the philanthropy and the healthcare foundation business? Yeah, I tell you, when you have a mom that was a nurse and a dad that was a Southern Baptist preacher, I was not called <laughs> to do either one of those things. And so uh, upon graduation, I came back home to Greenville and uh, started off in the Greenville News working in the circulation department and worked there for a couple of years. And again, just with the background that I just shared with you, felt like there, there was something more for me and actually answered a, a, a back in the day when they had one ad, so one ad mm -hmm. in the in the paper and uh, for the March of Dimes. And so I went to work for the Upstate March of Dimes here in Greenville, and I was the community director, so I had responsibility for Greenville at that particular time. And it was just a great opportunity to, to really, the resources were limited, so you had to do a little bit of everything. And so uh, it was a great way to cut your development teeth, so to speak, and mm -hmm. Uh, so did that for a, a year and a half or so, and then became the upstate division director for the March of Dimes. And 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 about that time, uh, a couple of years in, met a, a wonderful gentleman named Brian O'Rourke, who is now the head of advancement at Clemson, but he was the head of development at, uh, at St. Francis. And so we got to know one another. He knew my mom because my mom was a nurse at St. Francis. And so uh, I came to work with him in the mid-90s. Uh, as his director of development. And so from that point, I just so loved, loved philanthropy anyway. It was my way. It was a ministry for me. It was my way to mm -hmm. give back uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, without being a nurse or without being a pastor. And also just uh, love the interaction and love knowing that you were making a difference. And from there, uh, went uh, to uh, to Sumter, South Carolina, was at Toomey for about uh, 10 years. And in between there, had a had a, a stop over at Spartanburg Regional and then came back uh, home to St. Francis about 13 years ago. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like you've mixed, matched up your passion with your skill set. That, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, my, my dad told me a long time ago, you know, find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's not exactly true. We know that we're, we're going. We're going to have some have some difficult days. We're going to have a lot of hard days. But when it is your passion, as y'all well know, uh, uh, it just uh, you know there there's a lot of joy in it. Well, Eric, thanks again for doing this. Uh, we go back a long way, and um, you're now one of the most accomplished and well known and effective hospital foundation CEOs in the state. And as you mentioned. You worked at, at Toomey Hospital uh, and Spartanburg Regional and now back home at St. Francis. Can you tell us some of the lessons you learned from working at these different places? Well, and Matthew, it is. It's great to, to see you again. And uh, uh, the only reason that uh, I may have some kind of a skill set, it just means I'm old, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but I yeah, like so I tell you what, every place that uh, I've been having an opportunity to serve, and that's truly what you feel like. You feel like you are serving. Uh, I learned, uh, you know, Matthew, when I went down to Toomey, you know, I, I was 
much younger and, and, and really was my first opportunity to be in an executive role. I had been, you know, a director and then you were moving in as a, as a vice president. And, and I was really blessed to, to, to follow the lead of a lot of wise people that were at Toomey. And, 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 and so I really, I really felt like I uh, was able to be a part of a wonderful foundation there, a wonderful foundation team, a wonderful board, and really just quite frankly, build a foundation from scratch is what, what right. we did down yeah. there in the time that we were there. And, and that, that was really a cool thing that, uh, uh, and, and to know that, uh, you're making, a, a, an impact because of the people that were passionate about it. And, you know, then, uh, uh, had an opportunity to, to go to Spartanburg regional and again, just an incredible, uh, healthcare system there and just a lot of great things going on there. And, you know, it was really there that I started getting into capital campaigns and, 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 and a lot of different areas, plan giving and, and really, uh, hopefully becoming better at, 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 at the trade, if you will. Uh, and then, uh, actually sort of Spartanburg was right in the middle and then went back, went back to Sumter. We weren't, good Lord said we weren't done with Sumter yet. So we went, we went back and spent a, uh, about four more years, uh, in Sumter. And, 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 and at that point we're having some capital campaigns, uh, again, there down in, in, in Sumter. And then, uh, probably in 2009, somebody called me and said, Hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about coming back to, to Greenville, but, uh, there's an opportunity there. And, and again, uh, you know, the, 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 St. Francis, we've had three different sponsors uh, since St. Francis was uh, founded 91 years ago. We were founded by the Franciscan Sisters. Uh, then the Sisters of Bon Secours took over in 2000. And then about four and a half years ago, we merged uh, Bon Secours Mercy Health. Uh, and through each phase of mergers or whatever, the, the spirit, the culture, uh, uh, who we are as a ministry has stayed the same. And, and quite frankly, I, I think it continues to be stronger. Eric, what are the key tools that someone like you needs to be able to grow both the financial assets, but also the support for the foundation, for the hospital system that you're serving? Well, I depend on prayer first and foremost, so that's probably the most effective tool I have. But, uh, you know, I I think, listen, you can, you can, I guess, not be a relationship type person and, and do foundation work. Quite frankly, I have met people that I've scratched my head sometimes and said, okay, well, they're successful. So, but I think it's the ability to really connect and to build relationships. I, you know, again, it's that, I hate to continue to throw little adages to y'all, but you know, that uh, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and I think that's true in all our worlds, obviously. And, and so I think the tool set building a relationship, you know, obviously with, with philanthropy, there's a there's there's certainly a science and then there's an art to it. I mean, there is I mean, there is a lot, you know, from, you know, annual giving to plan giving to, you know, it, it, it's very sophisticated, as you all well know. Now you really have to to know a little bit of everything. So education, you know, you never arise arrive rather at the summit. You know, we're continuing to learn, continuing to mold. So I think for me in, in, in my role, it's a blessing that. You get to work with others. I get to serve on uh, Matt Caldwell, who is our CEO here at St. Francis. I get to serve on his executive management team. And and really, that's cool to see. Uh, as as y'all know, philanthropy used to be perhaps an afterthought to uh, uh, to, to to healthcare systems. You know, hosp uh, uh, 
uh, colleges and universities have been using them for a long time, but now we're a part of the strategic planning. Quite frankly, we have to be. So I think I think you do need to understand finances. I think it's you know you do need to know how to mix with all different people. And you know we're blessed. It's it's whether it's the, the person that's cleaning the hospital or if it's the person that's running the hospital, they're all involved with the philanthropic landscape. And quite frankly, if you're not happy with what's going on with you at St. Francis, philanthropy is going to flounder. Right. Well, can you talk a little bit about the general role of hospital foundations and in supporting their hospitals? And then more specifically, talk about how the St. Francis Foundation supports the local St. Francis hospitals and the overall mission of Bon Secours Mercy, because you I know you, you you live and work that mission every day. So tell us a little bit about how the foundation works generally, and then specifically at St. Francis in Greenville. Yeah, so uh, you know, healthcare systems, hospitals, you know, they have a uh, uh, foundation. Some have them as a part of their departments. Uh, we are a separate 501c3. Uh, so uh, you know, and we are actually under the Bon Secours Mercy Health Foundation umbrella doing business as the St. Francis Foundation here locally in Greenville. And, and, and quite frankly, it's what I just said, Matthew. Uh, it used to be that, you know, foundations were afterthoughts to hospitals. As you and Heather both know, that's not the case anymore. It's got to be a part of the discussion, a part of the conversation. A lot of things are not going to happen if you don't have philanthropy a part of the table. And quite frankly, for, for your grateful people, your patients and their families, it's a part of that healing process as well. And they want to lift up the healthcare system that's helped, you know, perhaps care for them, get them through a difficult season. And quite frankly, we've had people who have given very generously who whose spouse or, or sister or brother or whatever may have left this world through healthcare, but they're still so grateful for what goes on. From a day-to-day -day and, and where philanthropy gets involved, uh, you know, it can be as big as we've raised funds for cancer centers, NICUs, <laughs> breast health centers, uh, you know, a, a neuroscience center. We've we've been blessed. We've been a part of a lot of major campaigns. And the blessing is having a lot of different folks who so believe. Again, we I always say we're 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 just the bridge. We're the, you know, if I'm meeting with y'all, I'm just the conduit of 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 trying to tell you the great things that are going on, or more than likely y'all have already experienced that. And then the other cool piece of it, um, Heather and Matthew, is the the outreach. So you know, we're very big on, uh, you know, again, going back to Matt Caldwell, he'll tell you, we do the, a lot of the things that we do within the walls so we can be, say, be good help to those in need out into the community. And that can look like a lot of different things. And philanthropy has been extremely involved in that. That that can be, you know, mobile uh, mammo coaches that are going out. You know, we've we've raised, we're, we're on our third mobile mammo coach that philanthropy has help bring to, to fruition. We've uh, raised money for a primary care coach. Uh, we've uh, lifted up a clinic in an underserved area. So again, philanthropy, the great thing about uh, philanthropy in healthcare is there's something that each one of us are passionate about. And it's very, it's, you can see a tangible result for your giving, having participated mm -hmm. in some of these capital campaigns with you. Absolutely. Uh, this is not, you just give money into some amorphous effort. You actually see a women's center get constructed, a cancer center get constructed. So it's tangible results for the, for the charitable giving. And that, that's a great point too, Matthew. Uh, you know, going back, Heather, to your question, you know, what is some of the tools you must have? You've got to also remember, you know, it's difficult enough to get the gift. 
you've got on the other side, be sure you're being a good steward with that gift. And and, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, Matthew, because sometimes, folks, we can all lose sight of that. And we have to make sure that even if it's not something tangible that you're touching or feeling, if it's a program, you know, how are you? How are those dollars? How are that unrestricted dollar that you gave? What did we do with it? And, and that's mm-hmm. on us to share that story. Mm-hmm. Speaking of outreach and communicating and, and just connecting people, some foundations have an ambassadors or a fellows program where citizens, someone like me, could be a part of that to learn more about the foundation and the hospital system and what you do. Tell us how those work. Tell us some of the benefits that you see of that. I believe Matthew went through one of those programs. I did. I did. Uh, that, that was, it was a great uh, program. Yeah. Uh, so we have what we call, and, and 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 we've been blessed that we've been able to create it at all, all the hospitals. We actually started it here at St. Francis. We call it the St. Francis Forum down at Toomey. It was the Toomey Fellows and uh, Spartanburg. I think it was the, the regional fellows. But it's really a great way to bring your community in. Again, you know, if you're not inside the tent of a healthcare system. You don't know. I mean, as y'all know, the healthcare environment continues to to change. And, you know, what was what one day is different the next. And so this is a great way to, quite frankly, build ambassadors for your your healthcare system. We uh, we have we're now on our 22nd class. And so what a, we'll, you know, the, the board will identify, you know, 20 to 25 community leaders sort of like a, a, a leadership, whatever, pick your community. Uh, we do that. And over an eight-month period, they may start with surgical services. They learn about oncology. They're with the physicians. They're learning about orthopedics. And then we finish, for St. Francis, we finish with mission and ministry because we feel like that is the foundation on where we're placed. So uh, it's really a cool thing. And the other cool thing is uh, – uh, folks get an opportunity to observe a surgery. So, Matthew, I don't know if you ever did that when you were in. in, in I, I didn't see a surgery, but I, it was a great program. And you yeah. all did a great job. And it, it, the concept is terrific. And there are always, you know, people want to get in. There's a high interest in wanting to participate. And it's, it's it educates people in the community so much because, you know, a lot of people go to hospitals and see the outside from when they're a visitor. This takes you behind the curtain and see how it actually operates. Yeah, and I'll tell you the other thing, Heather, about it is it does create ambassadors, and it's great. These these folks, most of them are now our hospital board members, our foundation board members. They right. certainly become donors, and I would say probably more importantly, they let us know when we're not meeting the mark. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's great to get out of boys and out of girls, but uh, we need to know when we're not uh, meeting the need for someone. Mm-hmm. Eric, you, you've worked in a, a, you started the foundation at Toomey, private nonprofit. You worked at, at Spartanburg Regional, which is a large governmental hospital. And you've worked twice now at a, a faith-based system. Can you talk a little bit, because I know this is important to you, a little bit about what it's like to work for a faith-based hospital system when you're working on philanthropy and charitable giving? Absolutely. And, and, and for me, uh, it is it's extremely important. And quite frankly, it's extremely important to our to our Bon Secours St. Francis family. Uh, again, you don't it, it, working in a faith based institution, you don't have to be a person of faith to, to work there, nor, uh, you know, uh, people who use your facilities, regardless, faith or no faith, we're going to take uh, the most incredible care of you. And it's, 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 it's holistic. You know, you're going to, you know, you'll have an opportunity where folks can pray with you if you so desire. And if you don't, that's okay too. And, and it is something that you sense every day. Uh, 
uh, our COO, uh, a lady by the name of Jenny Wears, I think you've probably have met Jenny yes. before, Matthew. Yep. Uh, she said when she came down from Ohio uh, and she said when she walked into St. Francis, she said that she's been in faith-based care all her life. She could feel something different. It's just a, it's a feeling. I mean, you know, every morning you're going to hear a, a, a prayer overhead on the intercom. Uh, you're going to have chaplains, if you so desire, come and 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 pray with you. And again, it doesn't matter. And and there's people who choose not to. But it's it's just a. It's something you can live and live out every day if, they, if that's something that is meaningful to you. And and so I, I think it's just uh, it's it's, it's it, there is a feeling and there is a a, a camaraderie. And and again, I know that's it. And quite frankly, we had the uh, to me though to me what faith based. I I always felt that it had that that feel. And certainly Spartanburg as well, though larger, you had that. And again, I think that goes back to leadership as well. Mm -hmm. Now, hearing you speak for the past, I guess, 18 minutes or whatever it's been, I, I think I might have an, an idea of what you're going to say, but I want to ask you, Eric, like, why have you stayed in hospital foundation work? And, you know, what, what's the, you know, one of the couple of biggest impacts that you think it's having? I think it's where the good Lord has placed me to be, quite frankly, because it's a way to use the skill sets that I feel like I have and, and, and quite frankly, hopefully make a, a, an impact. And to Matthew's points, you, you, you see the fruits of your labor and you, you see lives being changed and, and you see, again, you know, we have employee campaigns every year and watching the person, you know, sort of that story of the widow's might where somebody is giving, you know, a dollar a pay period because they want to lift up this mission and this ministry it, it, it's such a great thing. And, and as I said, I uh, I certainly wasn't called to do what my mom or my dad does, but it gives me an opportunity to hopefully uh, make a, a small impact on, on someone's life. Well, it's been a big impact having worked with you um, over the years. You, you've had a huge impact on all the hospitals and communities you worked in. Well, thank you for that, Matthew. I appreciate that. And on behalf of Matthew and the whole Taking the Pulse team, Eric, thank you for joining us, president of Bon Secours St. Francis Foundation. It is apparent to me that your light is shining, so keep it shining. And for those of you who joined us today, I hope you enjoyed this conversation to learn more about philanthropy and the vital role that it can play in supporting healthcare systems like Bon Secours St. Francis. We'll see you next time right here on Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences video podcast.